I asked I asked God, or as a better way of putting it, I prayed, and I asked God to give me what he needed me to have, which I already knew that he would because the prompting of the Holy Spirit was so strong on me to come before you with this. I just, as always, I don't know how. So I come to you just by coming to you. And I I can't help but to believe that my vulnerability and my transparency is what God is using not just to heal women and mothers, but it is definitely for healing for me. And saying that actually, I think sometimes our healing is held captive by ourselves because we're so caught up in the midst of what the hurt, the pain, and whatever else shame looks like. So we're caught up in the brokenness of it all without allowing God to give the healing that's already there waiting for us anyway. So there are many areas that I have been healed in, but there are areas that I look and I say, Lord, I haven't completely surrendered that unto you. On on today. So I'll, I'll say this to you. There there's from early years of my life, I always felt like the truth is what needs to happen because I've always believed, literally, I must have come from the womb this way because as a kid, I just always felt like just tell what the truth is. I wasn't wise enough to understand as a young person that the truth genuinely does set us free. If if I tell the truth, I don't have anything to hide from because the truth genuinely is it cannot be or doesn't have a hiding place because the truth is just what it is. So if I'm speaking the truth, if I tell the truth, if I'm honest, then no one can hold anything over my head. And that's how I always felt. So I'll just tell the truth. So it was, it, it would, it was a, 
uh, um, for lack of a better term, it was an irritant to me or a frustration when people would lie. So as I even as I grew, as I got as I grew in from a young adult to a young woman and to a full fledged woman, that something about lying to me was a strong space of contention that I had for someone if they were untruthful. The thing about that is, though I'm bothered with a person's untruthfulness, some of my acts were untruthful. So when God began to expose that to me, I tried to rationalize that because if I was asked a question, I told the truth. I'll tell a person in a moment, no doubt, I don't have to lie to you because I'm just going to say what I say. I don't have to lie to you because you're not that important to me for me to lie to you. I don't have to lie to you. That's what the reality is. But then there were things that I was doing that was a lie in my life as I, as I went through my life. So you think about doing things in secret that you know it's not right, but you're doing it in secret. When I got pregnant with my daughter at the age of 17 is how old I was when I got pregnant with her. I was 18 when I conceived my daughter. I was in secret doing something that I knew was wrong. So technically, I was lying. And out of that lie, it was exposed many months later. Fornication, a lie. Because while I was yet serving God, I found myself at times in relationship fornicating a lie. So though I would do things where my daughter may have been concerned that I'm doing this right and I'm doing that right, there were still things I was getting wrong. I think I'm more nervous about what I have to talk about here to ensure that 
whatever it is as a woman that you think inside of yourself, this is so shameful to me. I can't say this out loud. I will be judged. I will be ridiculed. I will be talked about. And let's go back to that because remember, I don't like for people to talk about me. Don't talk about me. But that's something I had to overcome because in reality, it matters not if they're talking or not. But if they are, then I must be on their mind. It matters not if people are talking about us. It really doesn't. How can I come before you? And right now, I'm going to tell you right now, I want to just shrink back. Right now, I want to just stop. Right now, I want to just don't, I don't want to go any further. So I want to tell you what I'm struggling with in this very moment. I don't want to go any further. I don't. I want to stop, but I'm not. I want to press through this fear. I'm going to be obedient to what God is calling me to do. I'm going to be focused on him and him alone. Right now, I'm going to speak directly to mothers in this moment here or minutes or however. We talk about what we did to raise our children, how we raised our children. We did this for them and we did that for them. And why is it that this is happening? God, why did you let this happen? Now, I'm grateful at this point, but I didn't get here overnight. It's been years of struggle where I'm at a point now where, God, whatever your will is, let it be done. It's well with me because though you slay me, yet will I trust you. That means no matter what the outcome is, I still trust him because to me, he is God. So that's the place. I'm at, and I've been there, but I would have the ups and the downs that would happen. But I bring that up because as mothers, we want to see the what we're doing, if it's right. Yes, we're checking off box. We're saying this is right. We did this. We did that. And I don't know if you've ever met that parent that says, my child will never do this. I will never act this way towards my child. I won't do that to my child. Because they're speaking from a place when their children are young or they're speaking from a place when even if their children are adults, they haven't come up against what you've come up against. How do I know that? I'm guilty of that. 
I remember when my daughter was young and I would say when people would be saying about their kids and I would say, oh, no, you need to do this. Oh, that would not happen with my daughter and I. Or I know that my daughter and I will always be in a good place. So I, I had something to say, but God had a different way of showing things. He had a different way of allowing things to come up against us in our life. Because God has a greater calling on our life. See, that's not an excuse. That's not made up. See, the things that used to hurt me, that used to bother me, where my daughter was concerned, where I felt like people should step up and somebody should say something to her outside of just me. And though that is true, we we should, when it comes to young people and even adult women, when daughters are adults, there needs to be someone speaking into their life that is pulling them or connecting them and directing them back to a good relationship with their mothers. That doesn't always happen. You never know what people's motives are. You never know what a person's struggles are themselves. Because sometimes people have went through some of the same similar things, but because they want to cover up what went on with them, they won't address the issue with yours. So I bring up this because, first of all, I didn't bring it up because I wanted to. I'm just going to tell you, I brought it up because, Lord, you keep bothering me with this. You keep tugging on me with this. You keep waking me up. I'm already up in the wee hours of the morning, and now you're waking me up with this. Can't we just do interviews? Can't we just do podcast interviews and have people just communicate and they talk about it? Hmm. The answer is no. If you want full deliverance from this thing, you have to talk about it all. So, yes, I also was that mother that felt like this would never happen to me. But there are some things that God allows the enemy to come up against us with because he already has birthed something down on the inside of us that he needs to unleash in us. And there will be no power in this thing if I never go through anything. I cannot walk with another woman if I've never been through anything. I cannot be fully transparent with a woman. If I'm holding back stuff. Yes, we're going to say it to me. Yes, Eleanor got it almost right. <laughs> but if I did, where would the testimony be? If I got almost everything right, why would I need God? But I need him at all times. 
let's 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 go back to that mother or mothers that I'm speaking to. When I ask God, why isn't there someone talking about adult daughters, the struggles that mothers have with, because the mother-daughter relationship, that doesn't mean there isn't a father-daughter relationship. That doesn't mean there isn't a a father-son relationship. There doesn't mean there isn't a mother-to-a-son's relationship. But there is something about a mother and a daughter's relationship that it just seemed like the enemy attacks it with everything he has. And maybe it's because I'm a mother with a daughter. And that's where I'm sensitive at. But I see it all over. Mothers wounded because of relationships between them and their daughters. Daughters being wounded because of their relationship between them and their mother. Woundedness. 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 We wounded. Because we gave them all we had. That daughter that's saying, I gave my mother all I have. Because this isn't one-sided. As mothers, we may hurt, but daughters hurt as well. And yes, yes, let's be honest. For the most part, as mothers, most mothers want the very best for their daughters. So we give them all that we have within, but sometimes, sometimes it goes astray. Sometimes you have people in your daughter's ears that don't mean them any good. Sometimes you have people in that you should be praying and asking God to get rid of those people and keeping a covering over your daughters. That's really what the prayer should be. God, I pray and ask that while we're going through this, while you're creating a testimony in us to be a help to somebody else, remove all those that don't mean my daughter any good. Remove those that don't mean my child any good. That's what we ought to be praying. We should be praying, God, Keep my child distant from the people that mean her no no good. Whoever that is, whatever that looks like. Let me go back. Sometimes our daughters are running towards the very thing we're trying to hold them from. Let me give you an example. One of the Areas that my daughter and I would fall out about all the time was the type of guys she would choose. The type of guys she would choose. And because she has such a skewed view of it from angles. So she had multiple people around her. And she would see it. So I see it one way at home that my mom, she's not letting anybody come in here. Can't no man just come in here. Nobody laying up around here. Nobody's doing this because she's covering me in that space. And then maybe she has it in other areas where it's not happening that way. 
But let me say something about me. Though I was not at home doing that, though I was not allowing this to be over my daughter in our home, no, I wasn't letting men come in and lay up over my daughter. No man couldn't just come to our house like that. That wasn't happening. I checked off a box. But guess what I was doing? Whoever you are. Because we have a tendency to believe they don't see or they don't know. While they're young, maybe so. But as they get older, not so much. I may not have brought that home because I was governing and covering my daughter in the appropriate way in her home. I needed her home to be a a place, a safe haven for her. I needed that to be her sanctuary. I needed that to be a place where she knew if nothing else she had, she knew this is my home and my mother isn't letting people just come in and out the door. Every time I turn around, there's a different man. No, I wasn't doing that, but I was out there. Okay. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I'll take that. I'll take that. So I'll say this, maybe this one is you. I'll let my daughter go and go somewhere with a family member, spend the weekend, and then I'm going to go and do what I do. You're not bringing them home because I'm still covering home. You can't come here and lay up. But I'm going to go to where they are. I don't know. Is it their home? Is it the hotel? Where is it? I don't know what yours is. But if we believe that our children don't see these things, it is seen. Something is always seen. Even if it's just in their mind, it is seen. I saw things when I was coming up that my parents never knew I saw. And I will not expose it that I saw it. I saw things. Our children see things. It shapes their view of us. So when I say to my daughter, which is a strong point of contention for her and I, you don't need to be with that guy. That guy doesn't mean you know what. And I know that they don't. You know that they don't. We know this because why? We bend down that road. So now we done been down this road. We've been there. We think our children don't see us going there. And then on top of that, now here we are. Whew. Now here we are talking about the Lord. Now that was a hard one. Because when God had to let me see that, I did what I call shudder. I literally shuddered. Because why, God? Now, some of this stuff, leave it where it is. I'm just, just leave it where it is. But true healing can't be left 
where it is. If you're a mother, you're going to have to be honest. It's time out for all of that. You think you the best and you did everything the right way. It's time out for that. Because healing comes in our transparency. Healing comes in our vulnerability. Healing comes in our authenticity. Healing comes from trusting God in it all. I trust him. If he called me to this, I have to trust him in this. Healing comes from right here. I trust you, God, wherever you're taking me, wherever you're carrying me, blinded, I trust you. Daughters, there's a daughter right now. You're a daughter, and you may be a daughter with children now. Break that. If there's any anger or resentment, break that. Because whatever it is that you're doing within that relationship, it's going to come upon your children. At some point, something happens. Let me go back. So my point of contention with my daughter was the type of men or boys she was choosing. Now, I also was the parent that my daughter couldn't date. She was 17 years old. I, that I felt was imperative. You have to know your children first and foremost. So many of us, we want to hang with our children. We want to, this is my girl. We want to, you may not see it now. You will see it. It may not come right away, but you'll see it happens. It happens. This is not made up. You can't speak it into existence. It happens. When we think we with our daughters like they're our girlfriends, there comes a day of regretting for that. That's just what it is. Now, I want to say this. I chose some bad. Mm, I made some bad choices and some of the guys that I commute boys that I chose and because I made some of those bad choices I knew what that looked like so when I saw my daughter going down that avenue what did I do I addressed it we're going to stop this. That's not who you need to be communicating with. This isn't, he isn't that type of, I can see that. And it's true. It's not that it wasn't true. It's not that it wasn't true. But so often, me, I don't know about y'all. I'm going to talk about me. So often, the harshness of it Throwing Jesus on it, like just throwing Jesus on it is getting ready to change it. If the mind is already set up in the direction I'm going, if this guy is feeding a space of insecurity for that daughter that they feel they have missed an absentee of them, something's absent. We just came out of absentee fathers. Are they missing a father? It could be many other things because there could be some daughters that was brought up in a two-parent home and we're going to address that. 
because I was brought up in a home with both my mother and father until they divorced when I was much, uh, when I was a teenager, an older teenager. But the things that I struggled with because of what had already happened. Our perception of something is the wisdom we have because we know it. And most times it's because we've trotted that journey. But instead of us being vulnerable and honest and expressing it from that space, we try to strong handle something. We try to strong handle it. It was later, just actually a couple years back, where I learned genuinely It's nothing you can do about this in and of yourself. You've been trying to handle what only God can handle. You've been trying to hide your own trauma. God allowed this trauma. God allowed, and I say allow, he didn't do it. He allowed it. Because nothing gets through God. Nothing gets past him without him knowing. So he allowed it. Job talks about that in the book of Job. He allowed it. Mother-daughter relationships don't just happen in Single-parent homes, mother-daughter relationships, and we're talking about turbulent relationships. They don't just happen in a two-parent home. They don't just happen to someone that went to a specific school. It doesn't just happen to a young girl that end up finding a boy that they thought was the answer to all their dreams. These turbulent relationships just happen. Thank God for the mother that your daughter and you have the best relationship Thank God for that. And I'll say that from a genuine place because I know the hurt it is to be a mother and love your daughter with everything you have. Yet, turbulence still the same. I pray constantly over mothers. I would not be able to pray for you as mothers if I didn't have a trying relationship with my own daughter. I wouldn't know how to believe God on your behalf if I didn't have this relationship that I have with my daughter. 
I wouldn't be able to stand in the midst of and believe God with everything in me that his word is true and it is not void. If I did not have the turbulent relationship that I have with my daughter. I know and believe with everything in me, it's not a temporary moment. Because you're going to be able to see the day of restoration. When God's going to give my daughter and me back everything that the canker worm has stolen from us, he is able to do so. And he will according to my obedience unto him. And this, what I am doing right now is a full active obedience unto him. Exposing ourselves is not easy. But when you have a desire to see women healed, when you, when you have a desire to see mother and daughter relationships healed, not patched up, healed. You have a different way of going before God on their behalf. Because what you see before you is someone that's still in the thick of it. And I still trust an almighty God. I still know that he is able. I still know what he is capable of doing in our life. I have days now where I days and days and days and days go by where I don't shed a tear over my daughter and I. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't care for her and I don't love her. None of that. It has everything to do with the fact that, God, I release this thing unto you. Now, there are times where I may think over something and I see something and it brings a tear to my eye. Mother's Day could be one. But he reminds me, he reminds me. Trust me. He reminds me in my time with him in prayer in the wee hours of the morning. I'm doing a great work in her. These aren't my words. I'm telling you how he's coming to me. Reminding me. So it's been years. So if it's somebody right now that you struggling and you don't know and you're not praying over your daughter. You're not praying over your daughters. It's time out for you not praying over your daughter. See, I pray over my daughter and I've been praying over her for years because see what I have is banked up is a savings account of prayers for my daughter. I have banked up a savings account that says I got a prayer on that. I have a prayer on that enemy. I got a prayer over here. I have a prayer for my grandchildren. I have a prayer for my grandchildren's children. I have a prayer for my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren and my great-great-great-grandchildren. That's what I have. I have those prayers. I'm down on my knees. I'm down on my knees. Every day. 
I'm going through my day and I could be just driving in my car and I throw my hands up and I thank God for what he's doing. Because just like he had to bring me through some things, just like he allowed me to go through things in my life. I look back over my life. Look back, I 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 look back over my life. And with all that, I can still say to you, God has me. He has my daughter, he has my grandchildren. And if he allows this world to go on any further, he has my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchildren. He has them. How do I know he has them? That's what are you? Is that what you're asking me? How do you know he has them? I know because he has shown me that even through it all, daughter, look what I brought you through. Look how I allow you to stand in the midst of it all. When they told me. I couldn't understand. Why. Different positions I had on my job on my job that I always wanted something higher and, and not higher in the way of, I need to be accelerated. I, I need this. Uh, I need to be the manager. I need to be the director. I need to be the, none of that. It wasn't that type of elevating or escalating up the corporate ladder, but God was doing that. He would put me in departments. I remember, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of off a little bit here because I want to I show you how God works. Because while we're so busy focused on this thing, God is building us in another thing, another area, another situation. But we too focused over here on this hurt and on this pain. And he, he said, I have that. God's letting us know I have that already. I have that. That's taken care of, but we want to keep going back to it. Let me go here. In corporate America, I kept wanting to, I had this desire of, okay, now I can't sit there too long. I want to go here. I want to go there. But I remember when I was managing the claims department and I had several team members and when they put me in the position, my immediate director was the IT director. Those two don't go together. So just so you know, a claims department manager, I don't know what they do now, but back in 2000, that wasn't the thing. You don't put... The IT director doesn't go over the claims manager. You would put maybe the CEO or the, you could even put the CFO, okay, over the claims department. But the CIO, the chief information officer, Lord, I don't get that. I said that then. I'm praying and asking God, why is he over me? But nevertheless, Lord, whatever it is that you're doing, do it. This is back then. This is what I'm saying to God then. I'm not saying, I'm not making it up for you now. I'm not saying these words for you now. This is what I was saying to God then because 
I've been loving on the Lord so long, I just didn't always have it right. And never will we have it right. In case someone's telling you that you will, you're always going to be trying to find your way to make sure you're doing the right thing because I want it to be well with God what it is that I'm doing. But what I found out later was all the knowledge and the experience that I received from that chief informational officer would be what projected me year, some years later where I understood technology a little better. And it ultimately, when I stepped out, trusting what God had put inside of me to start my own business again, again. Why am I not comfortable in these roles? Something inside of me kept saying, no, it's something bigger than this for you. But I couldn't see it because I don't have the education that some of them have. How can I start a business, God, and I don't have this particular degree or that particular degree? Because in corporate America, people have a tendency to try to find out they want to know this about you and that about you. But really, I'm going to go ahead and help y'all. The reason why people want to know those things is because they're trying to size you up. So if you don't know what size you up means, what that simply means and simply put is, are you at a higher level than me? Do you know more than me? Do you have the potential to get in my position? Simply put. Can I talk down to you or speak at a different level to you if you don't have this particular degree? That's really what that is. God continued to move me. I mean, he would give me the positions that people were coming in with master's degrees. It's not a joke. Not a joke. But because of the favor of God on my life and because of the different areas he had moved me through that I didn't understand why, God, you are allowing this to be over me and this. But here I am. When I, And you see, because you know personally who is coming for this particular role, but I would go in with my head held high. Because God, I already know that you're with me. So if you don't give me this, it's not for me. And if it's not for me, I don't want it. That's how I felt. He would put people in positions, leadership positions, just for a year to get me in a role. Because I found God had placed favor upon me. I'm saying this to you because this isn't about me. I need you to understand. I'm using that piece and how God thrusted me into a business where we so focused on what's wrong, we don't see what God is doing right. We're so focused on the hurt, we can't see the joy. 
So instead of being focused on the relationship with you and your daughter not being where you think it should be, start focusing on God. What is it that you are doing that I'm not paying attention to so that I can be prepared in the season when you bring my daughter to me? And I'm going to say that for the daughters. Same applies. Because we so often talking to the mothers, we forget there's a daughter on the other side of that same coin. Same coin. So as a mother, if you're hurting, that's your daughter. You raised her. You had a relationship with her. You think that daughter isn't hurting as well? They can tell you all day long they don't want to talk to you. They can tell you all day long they don't like you. They can tell you all day long I can't stand you. They can curse you from one end of the, to the next. Let me tell you, if you had a good relationship with that child growing up, trust me, they miss you too. They miss you too. But as sin would have it, the fallen world we're living in would have it. Everything now is convoluted. You now have clean water with dirty water. You now have old grease with new grease. I've changed, but the old ways are still there. Depending on what side we own. So as a mother, if you went on ahead and you've been delivered and you've asked God, you now are waiting on the healing process for your daughter and vice versa. Daughter, if you've done the things, if you are a daughter and you've done things, now you have to wait for your mother to get her healing. But I want to encourage both of you right now. Right now. Is, the, is that anger that real? Has your daughter or has your mother done something to you? Has your mother, we, I'm just going to say this thing here. I'm going to just say it because this is some things that make it real hard. You know, because you have some people say their mother just gave their, their bodies away to a man. Mothers that are out here that are doing things that causes, and it don't mean one sin is greater than the next. Let's be clear on that because the word of God clears that up for us. I'm trying to say where we have deep-seated things, is that anger worth the cost that you're paying? Because God says, that if we have malice in our heart, he hears not our prayers. Now, I don't know about you. So I'm a mother and I'm a daughter. I'm a mother and a daughter. And there are things that I've done, which is why when I see with my daughter and some of that mouth that she has, I know, I know, I know. I know where she gets some of that from. Now, she has different parts. She has different parts. She has a father's side. She has a mother's side. But I take my I know I own that thing. I look at some of that mouth I had and I know. But there are things that my mom said when I was coming up that was uh, words that burned me in a way. 
that I think that that were. But I also know that that anger yields to nothing good. But back to the fact that when I think back over me and my mouth, my mom pretty much had a right. She probably should have did a little bit more than what she did with my mouth. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I've had to live life and have to look back and say, Lord, I see. And before I miss a moment with you, before I miss another moment in my life with you, being disconnected from you, I don't want none of that hurt. I don't want any of that shame. I don't want any of that anger. I don't want any resentment. I won't let it all go. I don't want any of it. What I want is a relationship with you. And if all this other baggage hinders that, I don't want it. If you are a mother and you feel like your daughter has done the worst thing imaginable to you, I think about Jesus when it said, Will I not leave the 99 and go after the one? What that translates in my mind is that one is rebellious. That's why they went away. The 99, they're, they're like, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be here. I'm staying here. But that one, rebellious. And it doesn't mean that we're running after them. That's not what that means. Not always. It simply means forgiveness. It simply means forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice. Your healing is a choice. Not being angry is a choice. Choosing life is a choice. For that daughter that you feel like you're a mom, I'm a mom. And if you're a daughter listening, I'm, I'm going to be just as honest. This is what I do. With, right now, I deal with young women right now that when they count, when I encounter them and they're communicating about the turbulent relationship with their mom, I'm very open and transparent with them. You know why? Because I am a mom. And I do have a very turbulent relationship with my daughter. Zero to be exact. It's like it's null and void because of misunderstandings and miscommunications. And to be honest, we have to be honest here. Most times it really is that miscommunication. 
but a person can't think they can dump their disrespect on you and it be okay. No, we don't have to accept that. And I say that to daughters. I'm saying it to you. Mothers do not have to accept that. And daughters, you don't have to accept that either. But that doesn't mean that the relationship has to be severed. It just means there has to be healthy boundaries in place. Healthy boundaries. But you can't expect for a person to hear you when you're disrespectful with your words towards them. Nowhere in the word of God does it tell us that we have to be receiving and accepting of that. Nowhere. But I'm saying to you daughters, you have a choice to make. It's your choice to make. If you're wanting, first of all, if you want a relationship with your mother, this is what I say to young women. If you want a relationship with your mother, get rid of the pride. Get rid of it. Because when it's all said and done, because there's going to come a day. You all can look at this all you want to and think, oh, no, there won't come a day. They won't. See, if it doesn't come a day where you have to literally address these things differently, even if you keep it in secret, even if you're trying to hide it and you're going on about your day, it's showing in your face. It's showing in the things you do and the things you touch. Forgiveness. Get rid of that pride. So you can't expect people to change for you when you're not doing any changing. See, sometimes people, they only want to see the bad. They don't want to see the good. If you are a daughter or a mother and all you want to see is the bad, that's all you're going to see. It doesn't matter that that person has done any changing. Because if we are truthful, the truth is, as we grow, we mature. Some don't. Some don't. That's just some don't it's because if you don't want to change you're not going to change if you want to stay in an ugly place you're going to be in an ugly place that's just the reality of it all god can slap you back and forth up and down cuz he's going to convict that spirit especially if you was brought up in the word of god he's going to convict you at some point it's a given but even though sometimes say i'm staying in this place because sometimes it's harder all the time it's harder to own where we went wrong because now we have to face what we did wrong in order to come into where we are now. In order to come into where we are now, we have to own what we said wrong, own the lies, own the untruth to come into where we are now. Genuine repentance Genuine repentance, it does come with a cost. It does. Because now you have to be truthful to yourself 
And that's the hardest person to be truthful with before you can even expose it to somebody else. See, when God started dealing with me with this, he was dealing with me. The other things I want to say to daughters and mothers, watch who you're allowing in your hearing. Who are you allowing? Who's talking to you that you know is opposite of what the Lord God has already shown you and told you? Who's communicating with you? God covers us. He hides us from these certain people and we go back and we pick them back up. We go back and we say, well, they should, because sometimes the, I keep saying sometimes, let's just be honest. The reality is it's always good to hear who's going along with what you say. So if they saying what I want to hear is good, but what about the person that's truthful with you and telling you opposite of what you want to hear that's in truth and in alignment with God's word? Some people don't want you in their life because they don't want to have to deal with what is truthful. What is God saying? First of all, he has to deal with me first. And I'm open to that, God. Show me me first. Because I cannot be a true help to that person if I'm not first truthful with me. So mothers and daughters, if you have someone in your life that's not challenging you, that's not telling you what the will of God tells you, You're going to be stuck in that same spot. And this part. For those that are saying, I don't care when my, if my mother died, if she died, I don't care. For those that have daughters and you say, if my daughter died, I don't care. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. There are people rooting for your relationship between you and your mother and you and your daughter not to be good because of the very same things it will expose in them. I'm not saying that it's easy, but what I am saying If you are serious about having a real, genuine relationship with Christ, you first have to lay these burdens down to him and watch him mend everything you thought could not be mended. Now, there are some people that are just they want to be evil. They want to be mean. They want to be nasty. They want to be, that's the best way I can put it. There are some, that's what they want to be. I, there are some people that say, I don't want to, this where I'm at, this I'm cool with. There are some people. There are some people that in reality will never change. That's reality. 
because the decision has been made. I don't want to change. I don't want to heal. I want to stay in a place of anger. I want to stay in a place of bitterness. There are people that want everybody to do what they want them to do, but they don't want to do anything that's being called of them to do. There are people, as I started this and said, that believe these turbulent relationships between a mother and a daughter and a daughter and a mother cannot happen to them. Let me tell you, it can happen when they in their 30s. They could have been good all the way up. And then in their 30s, they flip on you. I'm going to just say this. Let the right man come in their life. It's a whole lot of stuff that can change on you, whether you believe it or not. And if you don't believe it, I can prove it to you by telling you this. What happened to you when you got your first piece? That's all I want to say. And I don't mean no disrespect by saying that. That's exactly what is stated. So if you want to have anything, even in the wrongs, I started out by letting you know. Even in the wrongs that I was doing, I knew enough to stay down on my knees for my daughter specifically. I've been praying for her since the day I finally held her in a hospital when she almost choked. And God gave me a love for her that I didn't realize existed. I began to pray for her every single day. And I remember days in my life when I was hard, was hard for me to pray for her in our seasons because I was struggling. And then what did God do? He made sure I had women of God around me that was authentically praying for my daughter and I. Some might say, well, it may not be doing any good because you're still in a hard place. I'm going to tell you what it is doing. It's showing you that when God revealed it, you're going to be able to see that Eleanor all those years was praying through it all. And she was able to stand right before us and stand on what God said he was do and doing. And look what God has done. And we've been a witness to be able to see that when she couldn't see anything. But what her prayers was telling her that God was going to do for her, her prayers down on her knees. She was praying and remembering and believing what was being told to her in her spirit and in her prayer time. What God was going to do for her and her daughter. I remember when. Now I look and I see her daughter standing before people ministering to women, talking to women, talking to her children, carrying them along down on her knees for them. Finding forgiveness. What you're going to see is what God used in an old young girl like me early on. And as I got older and older and then people saying, oh, it'll never. Oh, no, no. I know what God will do. So I stand here because it need to be some of y'all praying and asking God to get that devil up off of your children. You so busy sitting down, hanging out, kicking it, doing this, or maybe you're not. Maybe you're at home and all you're doing is kick back watching TV. Get down on your knees and begin to ask God to do a change in you first so that he can do a change in your children. Because you're going to need it. You don't believe me? You're going to need it. But I thank God. That there are women that are praying for other women and praying for other mothers. Me, I am one of those women.
if you are a daughter that has children, get down on your knees. Start right now praying. See, that enemy don't have a specific name. It, the enemy don't have a specific address. He, it doesn't. That enemy don't have that. That enemy has, you got a calling on your life. I can tell by the way you're moving. I can tell by the way you're doing things. There's something going on in your life. And the enemy, he just bring all kinds of stuff up. So I'm going to say it to you now because I know. I'm going to say it to you with a smile on my face. With a smile on my face. I knew that the Lord had a calling on my daughter's life. The first time she came and told me about a dream that she had that came to fruition. She told me about the dream and then it came to reality. And then she began to see things and she began to write. I knew then. But I knew early on something was special about her. Because the enemy kept coming after her. He kept attacking her in her health. He kept attacking her in insecurities when it came to men. He kept attacking her. He allowed her father not to be in her life like he should. He kept attacking her. He tried to make her feel like she was worth nothing. He kept attacking her. He continues to attack her. And God kept telling me, I need you to pray. I'm not telling you something that's made up. I'm telling you what was in my spirit. God kept telling me, I need you to pray over her in this. Yes. Come on, God. Come on. That. So I know when you get to see my daughter ministering through nations, you're going to remember that her mother had a faith in God that could not be moved. Hell raising all around me. I mean, just hell all around me raging. But God said, in the pits of hell, he'll be there with me. So devil, you coming with your best shot. Because you coming. He been coming. He been coming nonstop. He been coming. The very thing, my daughter, the one thing that I used to always say this thing, I used to always say, it's, I had several sayings with my daughter, but this one here, I used to say, oh, I'm putting into my daughter. I'm putting in a deposit. Because I know I'm going to be able to pull out a withdrawal. I'm putting in a good deposit because I'm going to be able to pull out a good withdrawal. And then you hear people tell you things like, you got to stop saying that stuff out loud because the devil hear you. That's why this is happening in your daughter's life. Or that's why this is happening in your life. And then if you're not careful, you allow that stuff to get in your head. No, 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 no. God has allowed it because of what he already knew the ministry would be. God allowed it because he already knew what was going to happen with my daughter in the future. God allowed it to happen because he needed me to be strong and gird up. Put on the armor of God. Okay. That, that breastplate of righteousness. The girdle of truth. Okay. We talking about the shield of faith. Y'all, uh-uh, he talk about the gospel on my feet, okay? The sword, the word of God in my hand, the helmet of salvation. I don't know about you. 
I almost want to say I don't care about what you think you should do. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what you might need to do is spend some time with God. When my daughter was young, we were sitting on the sofa one time and many times, but we're sitting on the sofa and we're doing a Bible study. She and I, just my daughter and I. And well, let me, let me, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. That was the thing all the time. We serving the Lord, right? So even in some of my ratchetness outside the home, because again, yo, I may not have been the partying type, even though I did a, here and there, I go and let me go because I want to try to fit in sometime. The Lord would never let that be comfortable for me. I still have some wretchedness about me. But before my daughter, because I need this to be her space. But what was genuine and sincere was I had a genuine, genuine desire to serve and honor God. My daughter's favorite scripture, and I had it engraved for her on the back of um, something for, and that is, we are a chosen people, a peculiar people. I think about that so much, so much I think about that because my daughter was so in love with the Lord and I know that she still is. And with that being said, let me say this, women. I want to say this to mothers specifically. Just because your daughter may have went wayward for a moment, that doesn't mean she doesn't love the Lord or she's not trying to find her way back to him. Because if she's not trying to find her way back to him and you already saw, we're talking, if you saw God allowed you to see the manifestation of the, of the calling on your child's life at an early age as he blessed me to be able to see. That's that faith. That's that hope he gave me at an early age for her that I would be able to endure in this season. If you saw that, know that God is not a God that he would lie nor change his mind. There are some people talking about your daughter. There are some people that are not speaking the right things into your daughter's life. There are some people that are after your daughter in a negative way, even inside of her own self, her own insecurities, her own battles, her own struggles, the very things that she's trying to work through. That's why as mothers, it's our responsibility to be on our knees. The prayers of a mother. The word of God says, the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Our word God also reminds us not to add or take away from his word. So I'm going to be very careful here. I do implore to, implore to you or call upon or grab a hold to you and ask you the prayers of a mother 
fervent prayers of a mother availeth much. I know what God is going to do in my daughter's life, in my life. You better know, you better know without a doubt what he's going to do for you and your daughter and daughters for you and your mother and those daughters for you and your daughters. If you don't have a fight in you to wage war upon the enemy because the enemy can't have my daughter. He can't have my grandchildren. He cannot have my great-grandchildren. He cannot have my great-great-grandchildren. He cannot have my generation, my offspring. Because I remember when, looking at my daughter, I said, the generational curses that I've dealt with and the trauma that I dealt with, what I said to my daughter wasn't trauma, though. I said the hurt. I was standing in my foyer. We lived in an apartment and in the foyer, I caught her as she was leaving out for school. And I said, we will not have any more of those generational curses upon us. It stops here. Sexual desires outside of marriage because the enemy wants us to feel like we, we just sexual beings and we just, no, 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 no. Giving way to the wrong things. If you're a mother, you're struggling with abortions, all of that. Let me just go on and tell you. My testimony so huge on what I had to go back to God with and for and ask for forgiveness for and look back over my life and trust him for his forgiveness. For his forgiveness. Because of my sexual sin that I was in. That produced. Because I, I made up in my mind that I had a daughter. That was my first pregnancy. That was my first child. I'm not having any more children. I'm not getting ready to bring no child into this nonsense. I don't want to dishonor God anymore. I don't want a child to come into a, a home that's not a two-parent home. But yet, the sin of abortion I don't know. I just know for me, it's the relationship with God that has taught me so much. Being in his word is what brings us to a place of repentance. A relationship with God removes identity confusion. A relationship with God transforms us. A relationship with God changes it. We can't broadbeat people with the word of God. We can't broadbeat people with Jesus' name. We can't. I know that now. Years ago, that's something I did. I, 
but you can't. But how did God teach me that? He taught me that by looking at my sweet daughter. Because inside of my daughter, though she's an adult woman, there's still a little girl on the inside. Woundedness. That has come from all different walks of her life. Hurt, shame. But God said, I forgive you. It's thrown into a sea of forgetfulness. God loves us with our baggage, with our dirt, with our shame. He forgives us because he loves us. He loves us. So wherever you at, if you seeing this, because it, it's so many other sins outside of sex. It's so many other sins outside of cursing. It's so many other sins outside of murder. And it's so many things that people are struggling with. I was sexually violated as a five-year-old. I was raped as a 14-year-old. I have miscellaneous family members in between that touched me inappropriately because they said, you're not really my family. But when I tell you I forgive them. I do. But I also want women to know, and if by chance you somebody that maybe you murdered somebody, or maybe you are somebody that uh you you raped someone or you a relationship with God. He's a forgiving God. It doesn't mean that the consequences of one's actions. See, there are things that we can do in life that the consequences of our actions have far reaching consequences and we have to pay for the consequences of those actions. But that doesn't stop. God's love for us. I remember telling my niece, and I'm, I'm going to stop here. I remember telling my niece, and this is for all of them, my daughter, my nieces and nephews, my grandchildren. This is something they know. I, they, I say this because it's true. There is nothing in this life that you can do that will make me not love you. There is nothing in this life that you can be that will make me not love you. Do I dislike a behavior or something that you're doing? Absolutely. That's a reality. You may be doing something I don't like. It doesn't mean I don't love you. Are there things I'm not going to accept 
disrespectfully towards absolutely but it doesn't mean i don't love you get in your word begin to pray and ask god to give you a revelation so that he could change you because we can go to church every every day if we wanted to. We could sit in Bible study every day. We could sit in the service every day. We could have somebody speaking to us every day about the word of God. It doesn't matter until God genuinely gets on the inside of us. God says, his word says that man looks at the outer appearance. God said he looks at the heart of man. So until God can get on the inside of that heart, Everything else will stay the same. I don't worry. I don't have to worry. Let me say that. I don't have to worry about the relationship between my daughter and I anymore. If it's 10 years from now and God allows it where we don't speak, I still trust him. But it is well with me. Because hearts have to be penetrated, changed, and transformed. God will do the transforming when we invite him in. Heavenly Father, I come, Lord God, just praying and asking that you would just be with the women. I pray, Lord God, that you, Lord, will give them what they need to trust you, to honor you, to praise you, to glorify your name. I ask of you, God, give every woman at the sound of my voice, the knowing, the knowing how of how to lean into you, how to trust you. That looks different for everybody. But Lord, give them what they need. I'm praying over mothers right now. I'm praying over daughters. I'm praying over relationships to be changed, healed, and mended. I'm praying it because I believe that you, God, will do it and it can be done. We first have to lend ourselves over to this. I pray, Father God, for miscommunication and misunderstanding. I pray for the the offenses, Father God. I pray for mothers and daughters to be slow to offense. I pray for mothers and daughters to hear one another. I pray, Father God, for mothers and daughters, Father, to be reunited the only way that you can have them to be reunited. I pray, Father God, over the daughters, 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 Father. I pray, Lord God, that you would touch that small place inside of that mother and that daughter where that little girl still lives inside of them, where they just want to be loved and they just want to be nurtured because God 
ultimately we all come with baggage. We all come with hurts and pains. We all come with shame. We all come with different types of trauma in our life. But God, you said that you would use it all. You was with us in it all. Father, I pray and ask that you would give that mother and that daughter the choice to forgive, the choice to reverence and honor. Father, I pray over daughters to reverence and honor their parents. Father, I pray that mothers would not be provoking of their children to wrath. I pray, God, that at the sound of my voice, the woman that needs to hear this, that this is intended for God, I pray, Lord, that she was able to hear it from the beginning until the end. I pray for full restoration, transformation. I pray, Father, that you would give them a heart for each other. I pray, God, that you would expose the enemy right before them so that they could see exactly what the enemy was doing. Father, I pray and that you would expose those persons, God, that's in the midst, that's feeding bad information or not giving the appropriate information and not encouraging in the right places. Father, God, I pray and ask that you would expose it, God. Expose it. Lord, I pray for women. I pray for mothers or women, God, that are wanting to be mothers. I'm praying for them now, ahead of time. Because there's no formula to this. There's no formula to raising the right children. There's no formula to getting it completely right. There's no formula. We've learned, God, it doesn't matter whether it's a two-parent household because, Father God, we've seen that a two-parent household could have a daughter that is raging out of control. We've seen a single-parent household where the daughter is completely submitted unto you and unto her parent. There's no formula, no formula to this. But God, I pray that that woman that is desiring that you would bless her from her own loins, God, to have children. I pray, Lord, that if it is your will, that you would bless her with the desires of her heart, the desires that only you can place inside of us. I pray over that child right now, God, that's not even in existing yet. God, that you would allow this mother to be able to give to her child a foundation in you so that she could be assured father. That at one day when that child is old, if they were to stray, that they would come back. I pray, Father God, that you would give mothers and women a faith, God, that is unshaken. A hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I thank you, God. And I give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. In your son Jesus' name, I do humbly pray. Amen. My truth. I'm honored that God has placed this before me and I'm looking forward to all that he alone will do 
by way of healing for so many women, including myself.